It's on. Knock, knock, motherfucker. Get your facts straight. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. I had this one big final shit. Ask me to get back in the shit. Everybody, welcome. It's a, another episode. New uh, one. Yeah, it's, it's a new one. <laughs> Not an old one. No. Nope. Once again, it's a new episode. Uh, unless you're listening to this a second time. Yeah, well, sorry if you are. <laughs> yeah, then it's, then it's an old episode, but uh, in, the cur- in the current moment, it is a new episode. It's about to become a new episode, which, e- which with each passing moment, we are creating the new episode. And this episode is about a anime series. I guess you could. It's an OVA yeah, it's series. An OVA series. So it is a series. It is it a is series. More um, than one episode, therefore a series. Yeah, there's six of them, and it's called uh, Shamanic Princess. Yeah. It's a and uh, what is this? Ninety six, ninety seven. Right. Yeah, ninety six for the. It actually, I think the last episode said ninety eight in the copyright. All right then. So well, there you go. It does span a few, few years, but yeah, mid nineties kind of thing. So. Yep. Uh, was uh, something that there's there is a manga of it. I thought was uh, I looked up and it turns out the manga came after. So this yeah. was actually kind of a original. Thing as an anime yeah i was gonna say that i saw i saw that it was an original sort of thing so yeah i had, I had thought it was based on the manga but it's the Par- other way around apparently so not i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, that's kind of a rare thing yeah i mean it's it's especially because it, this seems so dense yeah like there it feels like there's so much more to it than what you're getting in the anime that it, it just yeah it does seem like there could be uh, a like, lot more yeah like you could unexplained have or whatever. an entire story arc going on of yeah what happened before right, the series right. proper even goes on like it's it just seemed like wow there's so much going on of just character history together and yeah the whole world of craziness going on right, it, just, right. It, it just seems like this could be a huge branching story in the back it does it seems like yeah there's definitely you'd think like oh well there's how many millions of volumes of this thing (laughs) right there's not no it's just a just a little six episodes little thing that they put together yeah so so yeah uh the first four episodes are the uh i guess the main story and then the, the last two episodes are a prequel Right. Leading up to the main story. And uh, so... Yeah, I think all four of the main ones, I think, were 96. And then I think it was the the two yeah. prequel ones that were 97 and 98. So oh, okay. I, so I do think it was still like they just made the four. And then said, well, we can go back and make some more of that backstory stuff. Yeah. And... I guess I could be totally wrong on that too. But it just well, yeah. I mean, if we're <laughs> yeah, we don't know. So we 
who the fuck knows? Yeah, I, I haven't seen any like incidental, uh, yeah, like, descriptions of creative process or anything. But well, it's all just my guesswork on that. Should we just assume that you're wrong? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> you know, it was probably all planned right from the start. They had the story boarded out. <laughs> well, I would like to think. I mean, you never know, but but uh, in order to do that first, those first four episodes, there you would assume that they had an idea of what happened beforehand because right. it does. It there's de- there's <laughs> definitely some of that because right in the first episode, yeah, when uh, the group kind of meets up, yeah, and. Joppolo jumps out and says, like, hi, I'm Joppolo. And they're like, oh, you're replacing Graham. Oh, they say that in the beginning? That, yeah, it's like right like it's like right in that first whatever five, ten minutes or oh, something. Wow. In that first, okay. And it's like, oh, like, because he's not even in that arc. He's totally gone by the time that shows up. So it just feels like, oh, that was something. So they already knew that Graham yeah. was there in the earlier parts. They had a name for him. And so it was like, oh, well, they had to have something planned out. Right, right. <clears throat> so they probably had it all ready to go, and then maybe maybe based on uh, sales, they're like, well... We can actually... We can do these last yeah. two episodes or whatever. Yeah, so it, it does make me think that there must have been a broader story yeah. idea that maybe just hadn't been produced in any other format, but right. you know, s- somebody, the writers, had... Some kind of idea. They had some idea. Did you did you look? Do you know these people or look them Um, up or anything? No, I did not. I I should have done that. But usually I do, but I did not this time. Yeah, the only thing I can go by is what uh, the back of the DVD says about the directors and the director. I guess was one of the writers who did uh, directed Outlaw Star. I guess I don't know that he wrote Outlaw Star or did anything beyond the directing job of it, but and. Yeah, Outlaw Star is okay. Just okay. Yeah, I'm not super in love with it, but it's all right. It's worth watching. All right. So. Is it? So it's you would say that it, you like this uh, Shamanic Princess more than Outlaw yeah, Star? Yeah, I like it a good bit better. Yeah. The other thing the back of the DVD has is the same character designer as Ma- Magic Knight Ray Earth. Okay. Which I think is because the back of the box is like, oh, or like has some quote of somebody saying that it, it, if you're a Clamp fan, you should watch this. And okay, Clamp being a group of artists from yeah, you've mentioned group. them to me before. Yeah, they they I, I guess especially at the time it kind of made some kind of sense in that they were most known at the time for Card Captor Sakura. Okay, and. Which is a, another magical girl series kind of thing. So it, yeah. And at a time when magical girl stuff was not commonly known or released in America. So. Oh, okay. So drawing the parallels there kind of does make sense, but it doesn't really have any actual connection to Clamp at all. It's just the back of the DVD box says if you. It's it's more like. I don't know, saying, oh, did you like Terminator? You should watch RoboCop. Like, there's yeah, not really okay. a connection, but you can yeah, kind of yeah. see, well, they're... 
similar-ish yeah. action-y robot blowing stuff up kind of <laughs> things. Like, okay. I gotta, I gotta sell these fucking DVDs, man. <laughs> yeah. Put anything they can to get get uh, these right. DVDs selling. And people like this clamp, put it on the box. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. So it kind of makes it sound like there's a connection. Yeah. But there really No isn't. connection. The The connection that is very tenuous is that the character designer of Ray Earth. Ray Earth is a manga made by Clamp. Okay. So there is and a, a kind of a And the anime connection. adaptation had a character designer who took those characters and redrew them for the anime adaptation and that was happened to be the same person that okay. did the character. So it's still like a removed connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like really a part of clamp in any way but right. it just it just happened to have one person on staff who happened yeah. to work on a an anime of clamp stuff as well like fucking any way to get that name on there yeah, like, so it's like good enough for me <laughs> so it's kind of this weird this dude cleaned the bathroom of clamp <laughs> all right <laughs> throw him on the box right clamp produced you know i don't know yeah and that kind of thing is why I tend not to really care when they say it's produced by yeah, this, yeah. this person or it's from the studio that brought you whatever. Yeah. It's like that's not really the the part that yeah. defines what it does or doesn't well, do. Yeah, I mean, depending on on the the thing, the producer could could mean a lot. It, right, know, right. But it could also mean absolutely nothing, depending on the marketing. You know, right. you, you kind of have to know what you're talking about before you just believe whatever they're saying in the trailer or whatever because yeah that they throw like tarantino i don't really want to talk about him again but (laughs) but like when uh they released uh jang yimu directed a movie called hero in the early 2000s Mm. starring jet Li. oh yeah 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 and uh donnie yen and it was a kind of a big thing right and Somehow, I don't know if if Tarantino like got the U.S. deal for him or whatever, but mm-hmm. Miramax had the rights and it became Quentin Tarantino's hero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from <laughs> the person who brought you Pulp Fiction, you know, whatever the fuck, you know. And it was just like, okay, it, it, he has absolutely nothing to do with this fucking movie. But if you want to sell it to people that way, because people, you know, they right. see his name. And, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, so. just, I just know that this one in specific with Shamanic Princess has had some confusion, I think, because of that that oh, quote okay. on the back that it like has some relation to Clamp. I've, yeah. I've heard that as a question on the internet at some point oh, in the okay. past of like, what the hell does this have to do with Clamp? It's like, not much, actually. But right. <laughs> So I, I think that quote did actually cause some confusion as to. Uh, well, when when was this DVD? Com- when did it come out? Because like two thousand or something. Okay. Like it, this is one of the older yeah. DVDs that I've got. That's what I was thinking. Like I, I've I ever bought. So because back back in those early days of the of the, the the internet when not a lot of people you know you had to be kind of a nerd to have the internet in the late nineties and stuff. Right. And so I imagine 
it must have caused some confusion because people just you know go to Best Buy, they see the box, and they're like, okay, clamp. Yeah, they do these other things that I like. Right. And, you know, like oh, and I right. can't find the manga of this one. You know, like nobody ever talks about this manga. <laughs> the clamp, they they it said they did it. <laughs> but yeah, nowadays so. everything is just like oh, we'll look it up. Oh, you know, everybody's got all that fucking information right, right. on their phones and shit. <clears throat> Yeah, so at the time, though. Yeah, okay. That makes a little more sense. So, it is a weird marketing there, but... Yeah, but hey. Yeah, it's, uh... You bought the DVD, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, one that I I basically did what you said, wandered into Best Buy and said, oh, this looks kind of cool, sure. There you go. (laughs) See, that was the times, you know? You you couldn't look it up on your phone. There was no phones. It was, uh... Yeah, it's just kind of... My whole anime collection from that time was just blind buy or maybe something weird I'd seen on VHS and go, oh, cool, they did a DVD of it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, something like that, but... That's kind of, you know, there's... It's kind of the way you got to do it. Yeah. In those days, anyway. Right, so this has been uh, one of the more weird ones that I've had. Not weird, but yeah, story structure is definitely a d- bit different than uh, yeah what you're used to. It's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It, it's it was at the time at least something very unusual and. It has it has always stuck in my mind as that unusual in that the prequel <coughs> is after or just unusual uh, just in general okay. it's it's I mean that's a part of it too but it just yeah. stylistically and and again as I mentioned like at the time like magical girl stuff had not really been a big thing and at the time anime was still more of like a guy thing and it was always going to be the giant robots beating each, each oh, other okay. up it was always going to be this very uh kind of action centric kind of thing and this does kind of bleed into that a lot a little bit I, yeah. but it's also not real like it's it really it it kind of fits more into the magical girl genre than anything and at the time that wasn't something i had a clear definition of or okay. idea of and i don't think many other people really did too in america but yeah and so what's the definition there's a girl and she does magic I guess that's like the broadest possible. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to spread that out in the broadest way possible, um, it, that would be kind of like. I mean, it's like where do you want to like draw lines between right. genres? Because that doesn't seem like much of a genre. That's like saying like, like action genre. Like, right. Like, well, does kung fu fit into the? Well, there's certainly does, action yes. going into that, but it's not. You know. Right, you know, Journey to the West movie is not uh, Terminator. It's uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but you could throw both of those into action if you wanted. So it's yeah, yeah. What I would say the definition of the magical girl genre is not just that, but in the the way things get resolved. In okay, that, it's ba- it's a superhero. It's a subset of a superhero genre kind of a thing. Okay, so magic girl. Yeah, you've got. So first off, yeah, you've got to have a girl. <laughs> who does magic otherwise this doesn't make any damn sense right <laughs> otherwise it's a, a sci-fi it's something girl. else yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you, ha- you do kind of have to start there as like yeah that's one of the prerequisites okay but, um 
I think to be at least in the classic sense of the genre, and the genre has kind of evolved and changed over the years, of course, as genres do. Yeah. But um, if you take a normal superhero story, it's good guy superhero with powers, however the hell he gets them, goes around, finds the villain, hunts him down in his secret lair, punches the shit out of him and throws him in jail and that's that's how you resolve the crisis okay you, you find the bad guy and you punch the shit out of him or yeah shoot the shit out whatever the heck you do right whatever your powers do subdue the guy throw him <laughs> in jail or kill him or whatever depending right. on how uh, gritty you're going to go in your particular rip genre. his head off <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> depending on yeah. you know what age range perhaps you're going for or what uh, right. violence level you want but <laughs> In the magical girl genre, uh, you do not beat the crap out of the bad guy. You learn about the bad guy, and you find out why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. And then you become friends with the bad you guy. You become friends. Aww. It's, that's kind of the core of it, is that yeah. your resolution is non-violent. Non-violent. It's, it's more about making peace than about winning. Okay. That, that to me, is where it you you kind of have that distinction that yeah. once you've crossed that line of it's not about reform it's about just conquering and yeah yeah you know just putting your uh viewpoint as the victor and <laughs> yeah, yeah you know but once it becomes more about understanding what's going on and that's kind of what shamanic hmm. princess is at pretty much every step is yeah like and and it often goes into that action component yeah. But that always kinds of kind of winds up being the red herring of uh, solution wise. It's yeah, like it's that never not an really thing. it never solves the problem when they have the action scenes. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just a little interlude like or whatever. They'll fight, it'll be something exciting to look at on screen and then they'll like something will interrupt them and they'll have to talk it out and yes, and find out what's going on and then suddenly the fight doesn't really make sense anymore to even they'll be like, "Oh, what?" Like, yeah, it's it's not like they fight and then they they <laughs> are on like opposite sides of the room and then they're just talking and then they go back to fighting. I mean, right, it, it just doesn't do that they just stop fighting <laughs> yeah it's just kind of like yeah so it's it's more about understanding and that that kind yeah, of okay. is where the magical girl and so the, the majority of these magical girls uh understand their their opponents at the end of the story right right it's it's always about finding out what the villain if you even want to call them that is yeah. uh Usually it's something like they don't have a friend or they're misunderstanding a situation or some or they're, you know, it, it's, it's always about figuring out what has gone wrong with that villain's life yeah. and fixing that. Helping them out. And Aww. once that is fixed, it becomes, uh, the problem just goes away. There's no longer friends. conflict in the first place. <laughs> that's, and so that's, that's like the sweet. genre kind of originates as just being the superhero genre for little girls. Okay. Because you go back to whatever it was, 60s or 50s or whatever the hell time this genre truly started. It was yeah. kind of like, well, we got we, you know, boys like to watch action and violence, and well, girls <laughs> don't like that at all. We can't do a girl show with violence, so they yeah. kind of morphed the superhero genre to be this kind of peace-inducing genre instead, and. 
so that kind of became the norm of just like girls grew up with uh, at least in Japan, grew up with these shows of uh, yeah that would be resolving yeah would, differences, and, and so they kind of came up with this formula that like was just kind of this peaceful variant of the typical superhero formula. Yeah, there so. have to be like subversions of that where there's the, oh, the magical yeah. boys where they <laughs> understand each other, and you know, I don't really know that that's ever really been a thing. Well, come on, somebody's got to do the magical boys. I mean, I'm sure there has been at some point, and actually I know there has been now, but I don't know how, like, it must have taken decades for really? that to that specifically like, to happen, it that seems. seems like such an obvious I mean, uh It does, thing. but it's like it's something that I've, I honestly, the only time I can really think of a male character, at least in a classical anime uh, yeah. time period, of kind of fitting that role. Yeah. is um, Osama Tezuka's Blackjack. Okay. The doctor who... Oh, because he does the surgery. I've and stuff. always kind of thought of it when I like read some of the manga and I just kind of realized he's a superhero, Yeah. but he's not beating up bad guys. He's curing diseases. And it's more about this uh, figuring out what's, uh, what yeah. has made a person okay. sick and curing. And so it's like this very non-violent superhero thing, but he's totally got all of the typical structure of a superhero okay. right down to being like this vigilante wearing a cape you know? but no it's, magic right but there's no magic in that so it's not really a play on that magical girl structure he's just an educated boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> but he's a guy he's a, he's he's an adult right yeah 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 there's not like the teenage adventures of, <laughs> of blackjack not, not as far as i know elementary school years <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say because Tezuka made so much shit. It yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to find out that he did some <laughs> like young adventures of Blackjack kind of thing. But yeah, um, not as far as I'm aware. But yeah, usually the uh, parody and subversion of the magical girl genre has been to just take the magical girl and make it more of a violent, normal superhero kind of thing, which oh. is what Sailor Moon did. Oh, okay. And so that one is kind of this parody. It's it's a parody of the magical girl genre. It's also a parody of the male superhero genre in Japan that you'd get with like Voltron or Power Rangers kind of a thing. Yeah. It kind of parodied all of that and blurred it into one kind of thing. And that's kind of where it got the ball rolling on the more action magical girl genre. That, okay. That Sailor yeah, Moon just kind of really changed that entire genre because of that. Girls want to see some action, too. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the thing, is that the whole reason the magical girl genre even exists is because, like, corporate executives or whatever were just like, well, we can't have girls watching violent shows. Girls don't like violent shows. What girl likes violence? <laughs> and it was just kind of like... And then it was in the 90s that that started to get eroded okay. with Sailor Moon and even more so with Utena. Um just kind of breaking down that concept of no yeah. girls can fight stuff too why not right, <laughs> and, right. and then girls were like yeah that's cool i've never seen it. <laughs> like because they just never had a, that before so it was and so do they just fight and there's no understanding um in sailor moon it's kind of half and half i would say like it's it's at least paying lip service to the typical uh yeah. magical girl thing of like spreading peace and justice and but as a parody out. 
Yeah, but it's a parody, and a lot of the times uh, they basically just wind up vaporizing the bad guys. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's a lot of death in that series, honestly. But so is there is there examples where the people are fighting and they understand, and it's like a genuine example um, of that. I might actually say Utena goes there because okay. Utena is very structured around the duels that yeah. they're always dueling over this. And but during those duels, they're having a lot of dialogue, and it's very symbolically structured. Nar- you know, the narrative is very symbolic in yeah. its uh, use of that, and so you during that fight find out a lot about why that character is doing things that's like they kind of get down to their raw emotions in the fight and just start shouting out what they genuinely feel and (laughs) and so that so it kind of does wind up being both in that i would say utena is that that perfect balancing point especially because the duels in utena are always kind of by definition non-fatal yeah. You're trying to you win the duel by knocking the rose off of the person's chest. Okay. They got a rose pinned to their chest. Aren't and they in like school or something? It's some weird school. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 in school and then like they'll like have like some fencing club and, and then okay. kind of spin off duels out of that. Yeah. And so it, so it's they're not ever really trying to kill or anything it's but so it it does wind up being that that blending point yeah okay but aren't those those are like kind of the same time frame yeah sailor moon would have been early 90s nintendo was late 90s so it was about but of course sailor moon lasted forever so yeah i just kind of think i guess sailor moon in the u.s was late 90s so i just think of them being oh that's all that same time yeah, yeah, for the American audience, it would have been a very similar time frame. Because I know very... that's when I was aware of it when it came out. I didn't watch it, but it was just like, oh, it's this thing that everybody, you know, like, oh, say their moon's everywhere. Like, right, what and the that would have. <laughs> yeah, when did. Oh, I'm trying to remember when that came. Because I think that first started airing in America probably mid 90s, maybe. Yeah. Early 90s. I mean, I was I was in high school, so it was probably mid. Yeah. mid 90s. Yeah, that's kind of about when I was first hearing about it and stuff too. So, about that time period, and then it took so long to complete that you know it was still right, right. still a thing when I was graduating high school. So, yeah, which is about when Utena was probably coming. It's probably, out. I mean, I it's probably still they probably still show it on TV. I don't know. It's pretty popular. Yeah, Sailor Moon kind of went into this dead period, yeah. where as I understand it. Um, Naoko Takeuchi, the original creator, just didn't allow any other uh, any other hmm. things of it, and the licenses eventually just run out, and then yeah. and then they couldn't be renewed because Naoko Takeuchi just like, didn't want it. to. <laughs> and uh, it it has just in the past couple of years gotten a reboot, oh, and okay. we're actually been getting that, and the original version uncut this time has actually oh, been getting, okay. but that's a very recent like couple of years ago they oh, started okay. doing like and it was a big thing when it was like holy shit we got sailor moon again we haven't had this for like a decade yeah it's probably uh i mean i don't know because it's it's not american but but uh i want to say that they're probably trading on some of that nostalgia of like the people who are young right it, now it, are adults now and yeah, you know. it it's definitely hitting in that typical uh, yeah. time p- frame 20, of 20 30 years sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that that 
that time frame of oh it's now in the nostalgia phase right kind of and so how much of that the i'm sure the reboot is playing into that at least to some degree yeah but uh how much of that was just random chance that uh now Kotakuchi finally said okay fine <laughs> but, right right or it's whatever probably, uh, yeah a little bit of everything yeah so who knows maybe uh, she was just running out of money i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah who knows i have live no in idea the, I, live I, in the high life off yeah, of that sailor moon <laughs> i really don't know of anything else she's done i've never heard of anything else she's done so yeah. it's kind of like fuck it man yeah it's kind of like she did sailor moon that's it it's kind of <laughs> like jk rowling did harry potter and what else do you need you know it's yeah kinda, well she has other books now yeah she has done some more stuff um, I don't know that much of it has gained traction outside of the Harry Potter related made, things. The the one book that she wrote that was kind of adult-ish, I didn't read it. It was called something Casual Vacancy or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. They like made a movie of that. Oh, and, did they? And, okay. Uh, I kind of thought that one just kind of vanished into the ether. And no, no. They, they I didn't see it, but I'm... I'm they made a movie and like the mm. she wrote some plays of Harry Harry Potter plays and those are like on fucking Broadway oh, or some yeah, shit yeah. and <laughs> I don't know I mean yeah she's she's still uh, doing her stuff out, doing yeah. her thing you know whatever that is <laughs> <laughs> right but just yeah. like you know she's always going to be known for Harry Potter and for much sure nothing yeah. else but. for sure yeah it seems like a. And even like most of this other stuff you're mentioning is still Harry Potter. It's yeah, it is. Like yeah. Casual vacancy is like th that's the only thing I know of that she's done that's I not related or tied into. Harry I think Potter there's another, well. at least one other book that came out after that's an actual like just a totally different thing. Mm. But um, I don't pay attention or work at a library anymore, so I right. don't. It, that stuff it, isn't like constantly coming into my head. Yeah, exactly. I might know more about that if I were still. In the library setting, yeah, because yeah, that's just, shit would just you know be there. Yeah, <laughs> you just turn would, around and be like, oh, here's the new thing from whatever. Right. Right. Oh yeah, here's the new James Patterson book. It's been a month. <laughs> now there's a new one, yeah. and so why not? Right, but I don't even think about it now. And it, and I saw I saw a new one at the library not too long ago when I went there, and I was just like had this moment where i was just like how many patterson books have come out since <laughs> i stopped seeing them at the library it was probably like 200 or something yeah probably <laughs> this motherfucker anyway uh so shamanic princess magical girl she is a girl she does magic she does yeah. uh resolve things without violence being the the end all be all right. of the resolution and uh so that's the episode <laughs> <laughs> thanks for for coming <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah despite being very uh, headstrong and uh usually trying to solve things with violence <laughs> yeah there's a lot of a lot of fighting and stuff like, but that, not, that tends to be her first instinct to any problem is to just pull out some monster and have it start smashing stuff but yeah was it her i want to say that the other girl was like bringing out a monster first a couple times but maybe but it was kind of uh, like with her little flute yeah thing. yeah and that's 
honestly, I think that's what I, I've tended to like about this series is just the magic itself. It's yeah. Just, that's that's kind of what I mean by weird as well, is that it's it has its own visual kind of stylistic yeah, magic. Like, that it's, like ribbons and some kind of weirdness to it where she, like, she's playing the flute but all these like yeah these little like weird streamers out come of out of it yeah. and just wrap around stuff or transform into things and yeah and, and even like uh the main girl yeah when Tiara, she's like yeah. flying around there's like that ribbon yeah thing connected like, to her foot right it's like it's like she's not really flying she's standing on some yeah. kind of ribbon that's moving around yeah and, and i don't know i don't know that they ever showed like where that thing came from it was just there yeah, yeah it's just it's just there she yeah. just has it and that was yeah okay and, yeah and then like she always does these weird spells that are like written on her hand and then it's like that's written right. all over her body that's and right just yeah starts, and the letters are all like twisting and yeah, deforming yeah. and it's just visually just it looked really weird and strange and kind of well magical and it's yeah there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff like that and so i I think that's always what i've found kind of alluring about the series as a whole is just the way the magic is just so strange and evocative it's strange and it kind of leaves you I, i mean it answers some of the questions but it kind of uh yeah it's you don't really get a good sense of, or <laughs> it, I didn't get a good sense of like necessarily why they're doing magic or, or how. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it, I don't it's know. It's a very uh, loosely defined system for sure. Well, because like they they talk about like they're coming from the guardian world and they have this whatever they call it throne of. Uh, what the throne fuck? of Yord. The throne of Yord. <laughs> and this is like the, all of their magic kind of stems from this thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... And so then there's a lot of stuff about that, you know, trying to get the throne of Yord back. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, like, then when they eventually do, they sh- kind of, I guess, show you the Guardian world. Yeah, it's... It's not like anything. I mean, it's just... It, it just looks like anything else. I mean, these fucking girls in their, you know, in the field <laughs> having a picnic. It's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's... You don't really get a sense that it's like this whole other thing. Yeah, it's... it's it is kind of weird because it does kind of bring it back to Harry Potter. It's kind of that genre, I guess, of you have the magical world that yeah. is hidden from the normal world. Yeah. And okay. Just and so it's like and the main characters kind of bounce back and forth. So it's that kind of like Narnia, Harry Potter kind of thing. It where, is, but like they don't do they ever? There's nothing like that magical about the 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 magical world, though. Is yeah, there? It's kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird because yeah, it's, you, you like it shows the prequels and they're like just in a normal ass house with right. wearing like, but then there's there's also these weird like. There are these weird aspects to it. Well, there's like those like, dudes but it's in the mostly robes. Like, and yeah, it's shit. mostly like this cultural yeah. aspect that makes it very like you've got right. that pillar of rocks with the the strings and the like tattered rags dangling off of it. Right, but, and they they have like that little summoning circle with the, the right. dudes with the robes, and and then they have that like the 
like a festival or whatever yeah, where they're having yeah. that like kind of mock fight. Right. So, but the, all that is yet yeah, like you said like cultural. Yeah, it's all like the cult, the landscape itself seems very normal. Right. And so yeah, it's kind of and I guess that's kind of the point of the the whole thing where they're like it's kind of like this mirror where the things are oh, yeah, flipping yeah. and yeah, stuff when and it, so she drops the whole ball yeah. from day to night and stuff. And so like I get it in that it's this you know it's a reflection of our world sort of a thing <laughs> but at the same time i don't know yeah it's, it's kind of like okay like it it just <laughs> it leaves just enough of like this edge of mystery to me of like what is going on here yeah and i don't necessarily need to know or even want to right, know right i kind of like not knowing yeah i think that's really what kind of sells this one for me and why i like it is that yeah i don't really know any of these answers to any certainty and it it yeah. kind of leaves that mystery in there and that kind of makes it more compelling yeah and you do get kind of a sense that that the creators do know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're like not necessarily like and they're kind of just obscuring it and and sort of leaving it hanging right purposefully it's not there's there's always this kind of concept that they're that they know what they're talking about yeah and it's just you're not seeing the whole thing because you don't really need to right yeah no i like that about it it's like there's the whole summoning ritual where she's getting graham and she has this pendant yeah summoning these ancestral spirits to teach her things and yeah and it was just kind of like, what the hell is going on? And you can kind of figure it out. And then it's kind of just bizarre. It's just strange things. Well, you can kind of figure it out, but it's not essential to understanding. Right. You just kind of... Yeah, you just... You either get it or you don't, and it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> I mean, it matters if you if, if you want to like have a deeper experience. but Yeah, but it's just like there's these people teaching her how to do stuff and that's really all you really need to know about it but the thing where they she's summoning graham and they talk about like oh he's come from a different world and he's from a different form so now he's being like reformed into this thing and right i was trying to get like okay well where are they summoning him from is it if this is guardian world is it then another world another layer out (laughs) yeah right well i didn't know if it was another layer out or like the flip where it's our world and so then i thought that's where where the uh the little ferret dude was going to come in because it's like oh maybe that's like his other his uh, his true form (laughs) is that he's the ferret but then they're trying to reform him into this and then it went a different direction but right i'm just trying to understand that and uh, not that it necessarily needs to be understood but yeah because it i kind of want to say like that it's all from like the throne of yord and its own weird world of because they kind of go okay because i kind of get this feeling that all of this magic all of this stuff just comes from the throne of yord well that's what they say that like everything stems yeah that they they say that for sure like all of their magic all of their magic yeah and so i kind of feel and they do kind of and this is where no 
um, that word power as a specific noun rather than just a generalized I am strong kind of a, a word. Yeah, power. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're specifically using the English word there, except I'm, I'm sure there's a few lines where they just are translating a word as power and not really like yeah. anything specific with it. But generally speaking, when they say power in this, they're talking about a spirit from somewhere else. Okay. And so, like, in that episode where she the the second prequel episode where Graham is hunting down that weird flying starfish thing in the town yeah <laughs> and that's kind of where there's a little bit of explanation where he destroys it and the elder is all like well we needed to capture it because it's still out there it's just been dissipated into it'll eventually reform as something huh and I kind of get this feeling that that was but they refer to that as a power but these powers are these like creatures that they are summoning and controlling and fighting each other with and that you see like in the main story where oh, okay it's basically it's just one of those and it's just gotten oh, loose okay. and so i think and they and so when they say oh all of our abilities come from this throne of your i, I kind of get this feeling that like all of that just comes out of the throne of your that they're okay <clears throat> and <coughs> the throne of your seems to just be effectively god in okay yeah like i've always kind of thought of it as just the throne of yord is just god and he's just creating things and yeah these people are interacting with it and drawing power from it and And it's kind of like this unlimited source of magic and right and it it doesn't at least as far as we see in the series has no limits it has no it just does whatever the fuck yeah it just and it, it has its own world inside of it that is not the Guardian world or the real world. Or, right. Like it's, it's, just, it's its own place that it just decides because why not? Yord world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just says, fuck it. I want to be in a forest. We're in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's be in a chapel. That sounds cool. <laughs> you know, it just right, is. Right, yeah, yeah. And so I get the feeling that all of these weird creatures that they're summoning okay. are, are kind of coming out of that this is all just like the throne of yord's just imagination or whatever yeah that makes weird sense. stuff it has created i mean maybe there's some other world off somewhere else that they're i always imagine that, from, that but... those like monsters were just some shit that they made up <laughs> <laughs> but like and then they just were using the the summoning power of the you know the magic to kind of bring them out but then yeah okay it makes more sense if they're pulling these things from somewhere yeah, so. they do talk about like having, like when she summons them, it's like, fucking fulfill the contract or whatever. Right, there's a lot of that weird like wizardy talk kind of yeah. going on. So you feel like, I feel like, uh, maybe they have to summon the the thing or whatever the the monster or whatever and then like tame it <laughs> and then it becomes like a fucking pokemon <laughs> where it's it, like you gotta catch it <laughs> and then it becomes I yours s- and you fight sort, with it I, I sort of think that is kind of how it works and that it kind of seems like it, it sounds like way. it just from their discussion of like fulfilling contracts and whatever yeah. but there's also i mean there's it very rarely shows you how they get these things. Yeah. But it yeah. does show you a little bit. Um, with the monsters or with Graham? Um, well, Graham 
is there too, but um, the uh, there's a little bit of explanation because um, what's his name? The main dude. Um, Kagetsu? Yeah, Kagetsu. He's got one. He does have one, that little shadow guy. Yeah, and it like, it, but it's like described as it was given to him. Okay. Like it was some kind of gift from, it never really says who or why, yeah. or where, but it's like someone gave him that power because he did not have it on his own. Yeah, well, they like he's he's not a magic user; he's a neutralizer, right? So yeah, it's so like he shouldn't so have something like that. But he yeah, does. he shouldn't. And somebody gave it to him for some reason. Yeah, and it never goes into that at all. But it does tell you that that happened. So it was kind of like here's this. So it was kind of this outside thing that he acquired. Yeah, but it was tamed and given. There's to him. also this. Uh, moment in the that first prequel episode so the earliest episode where she's creating Graham yes and he's getting uh, he's kind of tied up by that weird red shadowy spirit right, right. that winds up just kind of being Tiara's own fear of uh, yeah. shit going on but then she tames it and, and it's basically the and then it becomes one of those powers that she controls yeah and then she can and transform so, into that so yeah. that's yeah, that's kind of like what you're saying with the Pokemon thing of like she right. found this, captured it, took it over, yeah, tamed yeah. it, and it became her uh, a new power for her to use. And they, they just flat out state it afterwards that the mentor people are like, oh, and you've acquired a new power. Right. And like yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. using that as a you have gotten this new creature to control and be a part of you. And Yeah. Yeah, and she uses that in the main story right. a few times, and it, you just think, like, okay, she's just becoming the fucking demon lady or whatever. <laughs> right, and it's... <laughs> whatever the fuck, you know? And and then they kind of go into this explanation in there of, like, yeah, this no, is I, where she gets that power. Is I liked this, that, you know? yeah. Yeah, that was that was something I always... I always loved that scene, but... Did you watch them in... Uh, Story, I guess I don't know story order, but the, did you watch prequels first? Or? Um, this time I just went through it just in standard order. Yeah, I tend to watch the prequels first just because I've kind of enjoyed yeah. seeing it in order in the past. But that's like the first time I ever watched it. You know, I obviously watched it in normal sequence order. Yeah, but, yeah. Just because you know, I just you know, like I said, I just went in Best Buy, oh, this looks cool, and just popped right, it in right. and watched it, didn't, yeah. it was like, the prequels come around, I'm like, oh, this is before all, okay, whatever. Yeah, I think but, that's, like, for me, I always try to watch whatever the, the thing that was created the first. Right, right. And then watch in that order, and I feel like if a new person were to watch just, like, the prequels first, and then yeah, I, I feel I was like it thinking would be about wrong. That. Yeah, because I'm, I'm th- it's definitely like designed not to have those prequels at all and then you watch them later and to fill in the gaps on it right and i was thinking about like would that be as a first experience would that be any better to see the prequels first would that give you any particular benefit to anything yeah and yeah i'm not sure that it really would i feel like the benefit comes from after watching the first four then you get the shit filled in by yeah, the, the last Yeah, because there's two. definitely, I was definitely noticing that there's a lot of scenes in those prequel episodes where if you haven't seen the main arc, you're just not really going to get it. Right. And 
because like there's that scene at the the wind festival where she sees the kids running by with the capes and yeah, and yeah. then suddenly she sees Sarah mixed in with that. And having already watched the first four, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah. But if you just you just be like, okay, that was weird, and it wouldn't mean anything, and it would just you just forget about it and move on. Right. But yeah, like you said that they mentioned Graham at the beginning of the first episode. Like I don't fucking remember that. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it was in the beginning, and I don't know Graham. Who the fuck is Graham? Is this guy Graham? <laughs> <laughs> right. <the> fuck is... <laughs> right. That's something you would never notice on your first watch through. Right, it would right. just be kind of like whatever. Yeah. But so in that sense. If you watch the prequels first, you would just you would get that. But yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of what I I think when I first gave you it, I said like the prequels or the the main arc, whichever you watch first, is going to spoil the other one. Like yeah. it's gonna it's gonna give you information about the other one and tell you how things are working. Right, but I think the way but that in different ways. And yeah, yeah uh, I I think the if you watch some prequels first. It would make the the four less, I don't want to say less interesting, but just like it would kind of uh, spoil it a little bit. Yeah. Some of that mystery that you get when you're watching. Like, what the fuck is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> right. I don't know. And that's part of the whole thing of this thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think because uh, examining it this time through that kind of that idea of like, well, what would be the best order to watch it in? It, it does kind of feel like. That mystery is more enhanced if you watch those main arc first. Yeah, because if they knew that part of the story, which it seems that they did, then why didn't they just make episode one, that first prequel episode? Right, right. They decided not to, and I, you know, for a reason. Yeah. Whatever that reason is. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, it works out. I mean, it's not like I watched... The first time I watched it, I went, what the fuck is this? And threw it aside. You know, right. it's not like I needed those prequels to be invested in the yeah. the main arc. So. Well, it's like, it's like Star Wars. Like, I think watching them prequels first, then original trilogy is not the way to do it. I think the the prequels trilogy is, is like all about filling shit in yeah, it's about from what you already know. Answering the, those yeah. questions that you have. And so not, if you uh, watch them, you know, in the fucking episode order or whatever, I think it kind of is like... Loses something. Kind of doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't... I mean, it makes sense, but it just... I don't see yeah. the point of watching them in that yeah. way. And, and, yeah, I mean, part of the reason I do tend to watch this series on, like prequels first is because i i do know everything that's right. going on in well in that sense. yeah if yeah. you already know and then you want to see different things then yeah it makes sense in that way but just right like, just as a first as experience a first thing, I, yeah. yeah it's it's not gonna benefit you to any significant degree to watch the prequels episodes first it's not yeah definitely not a, a kind of a mandated way to do it <laughs> No, I I would say watch the prequels last. Yeah. As they were created or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of a uh, funny that uh Alien and Aliens we had on VHS. Okay. That we just taped off of like HBO or Showtime or what some TV broadcast. All right. So we had them on the same tape, but they were backwards. 
So oh, we had okay. Aliens, and then later on got, oh, like, oh Alien is on, we'll record that. on And yeah. so it came out. And so I was, as a kid, usually just too lazy to actually, like, move the tape around. <laughs> okay. So it's just like, oh, it's at the beginning of the tape, I'll watch Aliens, and then Alien. And so I would always watch oh, them backwards okay, weird. as a kid, just because I didn't want to, like, try and fast forward and try and find the end of yeah. Aliens and the beginning of And so it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> so I would always wind up watching that. Oh, that's funny. So that was kind of a... The opposite situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, like, I was watching them backwards just <laughs> for no particular reason at all. But right, right. Just kind of like, eh, just watch it backwards. It's fine. I don't need to... Would you, like, have you watched them backwards... Uh, since the VHS no, days? No, no I've, I've not done that. I should probably do that someday just to... Just nostalgia? Might, yeah. Might uh, might be fun. Just as the, uh, the weird experience. But... Hmm. So, that's a weird one there. But... I th- those, those movies are unique enough to where I think... Like, story, you know, obviously the first one comes first but right but uh i don't know they're like two separate things yeah they're they're different in terms of what they're trying to accomplish so yeah it's uh it was fine i never had a (laughs) like any kind of problem with it but you know i was just a kid at the time so i wouldn't have cared anyway kids don't give a fuck right (laughs) just like whatever aliens it's awesome watch it i mean there's probably some kid out there that's like you know we gotta watch the first one first (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I was not that kid (laughs) that was not you yeah (laughs) Uh, well yeah so it's uh yeah i've always liked the uh the music in this series too which is you know it i i was looking at the wikipedia and there was a section and it was like the fucking music is this unique thing and i swear to god i don't remember one fucking piece of music <laughs> from this <laughs> like the, the, the songs at the beginning and the closing like okay yeah i definitely heard those but during the show mm. i swear to god i didn't mean, i didn't even notice anything oh <laughs> i'm well. sure it was happening but yeah but it was happening there was music there and which is weird because i almost always am like kind of yeah. focused in on the music but yeah but i don't remember yeah. shit maybe yeah, i was too focused on trying to figure out what the fuck was going on <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe i don't know but i've i've always just liked the music it's just very just like kind of odd and it just the music okay. kind of contributes to that sense of mystery of what the fuck is going on well maybe it was working on me but it, i just maybe, wasn't yeah i wasn't conscious well, of it yeah yeah i mean that's that can very much happen yeah just not be aware of it but still contributing right right but yeah the music is it's, it's weird it's got a lot of uh it's 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 really weird with Lena because she's playing the flute when she's summoning things. Yes. And so sometimes it's hard to tell whether that's just a sound effect or part of the actual music getting okay. blended into what huh. uh, her actions are. And there's there's sometimes where you can just flat out just tell like, oh yeah it's just background music or whatever. But other times it's kind of like is, is that maybe just, like is that a sound effect layered over the background music? Or yeah. Because like, huh. it's it's kind of weird with her specifically just because she's 
yeah using music as a part of her magic stuff I like while that. there's background music going right. on <laughs> just i liked like, that it was like that's another thing that they don't really explain but how each person apparently has their own way of of right you know like their own personal I style i guess yeah like yeah. i can't think of the word but there's a there's like a fucking wizard word <laughs> it's kind of wizard world word for the uh the 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 method or the the thing that they something like kind of like a staff but i can't think of the fucking word mm-hmm. i don't know wand yeah no it's i don't know whatever some word we'll figure out someday yeah i don't know uh, like like their own catalyst but it's not catalyst it's something else like that like they're something like an object to put their focus through to like put magic out in the mm. world and so the the uh, that girl has the flute and then and then the main girl doesn't really have a thing she has these uh, kind of like tattoos words, or yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of uh, those symbols and or, stuff uh, that chanting yeah Cause she she actually like says stuff like Lena never does Lena just plays the flute and stuff happens that's right that's right so tiara actually kind of like chants and says things she does yeah she fucking talks she does like a whole like speech yeah she's got the whole paragraph and you know she did the other did they both say they both said some kind of like weird latin things here and there though or is that just the one main girl might have just been tiara i don't really remember lena saying stuff like that but i feel like because there's a one fight where they're they're like in the throne of yord in that like kind of the the cathedral zone Mm. (laughs) whatever and so the the lena is like controlled by yord yeah and so i i think she she summons something there and says something i don't know i just remember i remember there being a thing where she said something and then the main girl had to fight it but uh she didn't use the flute then i don't think if i remember right because it was not really her yeah there might have been something going on like that or was it her yeah yeah that that was definitely a definitely a, a weird part of the series and, and that of just and that, that kind of seems to be the theme of the series in general is yeah uh in that you've got that you've got that weird little mirror world thing where they're in, in right. dreams where they're dropping the little marble and it turns from day to night which, yeah which you then find out is part of their weird little uh, version of chess in the Guardian world. Yeah, they had those or... little things, yeah. And the the painting, the Throne of Yord painting, kind of looked like that little little thing by the, the water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that little... I, I have a feeling the Throne of Yord, what it is a painting of, changes Okay, yeah, because it wasn't, like, defined or anything. Right. It was kind of this vague like, thing. You you do see when you first like most of the time when they show it it's showing that dreamscape where yeah. Tiara and Sarah are chatting by the right, way right. but I I have a feeling that because I know there was one where Sarah was actually in it but one time they look at it and Sarah's actually in the painting oh okay there, and 
whenever they try and interact with it in a magical sense that you know freaks out and turns all technicolor yes, dreamland and, and so i i have a feeling that the painting just what is actually visible on the painting is i'd have to go back and look at it again see what it was in the prequel episodes oh uh, i think it's the same kind of dreamscape thing but it's all yeah. golden or whatever yeah because i think it's a, a little different there or something so I th- oh yeah it might be a little different i don't know i'm not sure i'd have to like go back and actually like compare it but i i think it is whatever uh the throne of yord feels like being a painting of that day <laughs> or something yeah but i don't know it could be a it's a weird magical painting <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's it's not logical it is what it is right right but it definitely looks because like, when they go back to those prequel episodes, there is that lake that they hang out near and talk, yes, and it's that that's very much looks like that dreamscape that yes. she hangs out in. It, it does for sure. Um, so so there's that kind of parallel of and like you were saying, like the guardian world being kind of like a mirror of our own. Yeah, might be a good interpretation of that. Um, there's the whole thing where she's summoning Graham and that weird demon lady that she becomes like yeah. that turns out that's just another aspect of her own right psyche so it's like seeing these two different sides of herself and yes. coming to terms with that so that seems to be kind of like the whole theme of the whole series itself is these this kind of coin flip of uh yeah different sides of things and different sides of the throne of yord and and right what is you know where he's talking going into that whole weird metaphysical speech about you know what is truth and what is a lie what is reality yeah, what is yeah. not is there really a difference and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure i have a good answer for it but it's like it's definitely what they're talking about they do they they definitely yeah. talk about it there's a lot of like the the pairs of you know like a magic user has this has their little companion sort of person that has has been summoned right but is different than the the monster things that they can also summon right and and you could even go into this parallel of the magic users and the neutralizers that are yeah and uh once again you kind of find that all of this is kind of the same thing when you're talking to the throne of yord and it's just like oh yeah the neutralizers and mat- sorcerers were like they were they were never different that was a tradition that built up while i was taking a nap you know it was like <laughs> <laughs> like that was your own doing like i never actually made them into a separate thing that that was a tradition that built up over time that was yeah you know, and but he's the the, the i guess it's not he just the, the it, I guess. The Yord. Yeah. The, uh, the Yord sees no distinction. Right. It's just all the same shit. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think kind of that with the, uh, the partners and these different creatures that they summon, I don't think. Right. Are really different, per se. Different than the magic user? Well, different from, like, uh, like how they have the partners, but then they have the the monsters. They oh, so I think like ultimately yeah, okay. they're kind of the same thing too, and yeah. they're all kind of coming from the same place. And right, it's just that the partners have been given this structured form created by the sorcerer, whereas right. the more phantom-like things they're summoning are just the raw 
power itself. There you go. Yeah, that they don't have a like like they they put the power into a body. Right. Or they form a body around this thing and then and then uh it's kind of a more f- it's a thing that's always there. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And then where the fuck does the ferret come from? <laughs> you know, cuz he just sort of shows up at the end like, "Oh, okay, yeah, hey, I'm your new partner." Yeah, she um <laughs> And it does kind of it does kind of very quickly just kind of gloss gloss over that just like oh hey by the way Tiara summoned a new partner and oh, so okay. I think it's the exact same thing she went through with Graham but it's like she knows how to do it now she went through a whole episode of learning how to do that we're not gonna go right. into it okay that makes sense because in those last cr- the end credits there of that last episode they do kind of show her with the summoning circle and Joplo's in it oh uh, okay so he he does kind of. I, and there's some discussion with the elder about like, oh, we're giving you permission to create a new partner or yeah. get a new partner, and it's like it'll probably be easy for you now. You just you know how to do it. Yeah, so it just kind of. And so she, not a human form, just because like. You I know. I have a feeling that it's just whatever the summoner decides to have yeah. as the form, and she just said, "I'll make a ferret this time." <laughs> well, I was thinking like like she went through the, the struggle of of this the Graham situation mm-hmm. and she's just like I don't want to yeah maybe have not have him a boy yeah, <laughs> yeah let's let's make another uh let's make a you know a ferret a little yeah. less uh make a little cute thing to hang out with me yeah <laughs> sleep in a little circle on my bed it's so cute <laughs> yeah Graham was a little creepy yeah well, he was a fucking yeah he was a beast <laughs> yeah, I mean I loved him he was like my favorite character in the series he's but... cool yeah fucking mummy boy I kept calling him because he had all this fucking <laughs> wrappings bandages, yeah. and shit yeah uh, but He's got that weird, like, squirrely tentacle hand thing. Yeah, he's got and that tentacle hand, and and he's, he's, he's always got the normal eye closed, and the weird, like, monster eye in the mask. Right. It's, he's always actually looking out. The first time they showed that, I thought it was two people. Like, <laughs> I thought there was a person in front of another person, uh, and it was just like a weird angle. And I was like, "Whoa! Like, what are they trying to do?" And then they showed him, and I was like, "Oh, is that that's just the." that one guy yeah. he's just weird looking <laughs> right is wearing like this thing over his head and he has like this different com- kind of eye and I'm like yeah. okay yeah maybe because she's bad at it and so yeah she's i, I kind of had a feeling that it was like she didn't really know it like maybe she jumped into it too quick or yeah because she, she's definitely like this forceful kind of a character I could easily see her being as the one of like, no, I got this. I can do this. And just like going like, no, you're not ready yet. You need to, shit show. you need the other course to meet your prerequisites. And like, no, right, I right. got this. <laughs> Let me test out of that requirement. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Just... <laughs> what have I created? Right. And so she got it done, but not quite uh, no. as yeah. elegantly. Okay. And then by the time she creates Joplo, she's, got a better handle apparently yeah and the other reason i kind of say that is that um and maybe they're just different ages but i I, she's doing this earlier than lena oh because she's she's created graham she's got graham and then later on lena shows up and she's like oh i've got a partner now too so and maybe they're just like different ages and whatever but i just i kind of got the feeling that tiara was just doing this earlier okay yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> More stunning insights. Yeah. Greatest insight ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my fucking go-to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's I, uh, it reminds me of this this story that Ted Danson told on a Mark Marin podcast. He says that when he, he doesn't have a good memory, and but when he like he's at these functions and he sees somebody that like clearly knows who he is and is like, hey, he always <laughs> Ted Danson just goes, hey, <laughs> some shit like that, like. <laughs> Like, uh, like he, he's pretending that he knows the guy. So if you ever uh, see Ted dancing, you go, oh, hey, how's hey. it been? Where's And he'll just be like, hey, and just like, assume that he just doesn't remember you. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, fucking throwing a yard. Yeah. So. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> like I said, it's just, it's. It's strange and yet not strange at the same time. It's like it's right. It's got just enough of that just strange weirdness to it. That... <laughs> Tom going nuts. <laughs> he wants to get food, but <laughs> yeah. But it's like they give it a form, and you see, okay, it's this thing, and then no, now it can take on this other form, and right. So it's not. It's not mysterious in that, I mean, they show it, but, like, you know that there's, like, a world of possibilities. Right. <laughs> like, it's more know. like, it's not that you're not seeing it, it's that it's difficult to comprehend what it yeah. is and what it's doing. Right. And it, in a in a, in a a way that it should be that way. You yeah, shouldn't yeah. understand it. Right. It's, it's this being from <clears throat> a different plane of existence kind yeah. of a thing where it's like yeah. it shouldn't make any kind of sense and that's very hard to pull that off in a story yeah. way where you have to actually have a narrative and have it function and and if nothing else as the creator know what it's doing and what is happening in the story <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh but they did it yeah they it, did it so i've i've always really liked this one just for being yeah, this very I, strange kind of I, I like the mystery I I would like it to be shorter overall <laughs> I think it's a little too long but but uh, I, I, I liked trying to figure it out because it's mm. you know it gives you enough to where you're figuring out enough to where you know it's not like where you're just like lost in a sea of what the fuck you, you, right right you know, there's definitely things that, okay i get this i get this she's got a ferret she's got a flute okay <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's it's like the thing in some of the episodes like in the beginning she goes the main girl she like is in school and none of that shit means anything to anything. No, no, it's and just... And so it's just like, well, cut all that shit out if it's not serving any fucking purpose. Right. It's just like a lot of extra and, time. And that's kind of... Uh, that's another one of those pieces that made me think, oh, there must have been this huge manga about this, because it... Okay, it that makes seems sense. Like, yeah, but yeah. 
because I could easily like I can imagine this is this stretched out thing of like where you have this Harry Potter thing where he's at his he's in <laughs> right, the Muggle right. world in his like his yeah. cousin's house for whatever and and then he, and then it goes yeah, and goes the, to like, school and then random this, things happen yeah or this Narnia thing where they're bouncing in and out of the wardrobe or whatever yeah. doorway to Narnia is right. in that particular book and well, I'm glad they didn't do that because that's what bothers me about Harry Potter where it's just like <laughs> oh it's Christmas break <laughs> what's gonna happen at Christmas break oh, fuck you know. <laughs> And it's just like you know that the the the, the main shit ain't gonna happen until it's almost the, you know final exams. <laughs> like oh fuck off. <laughs> but uh, and so like if this did that, I, I would be very annoyed right. with but that. I can see it like within that structure or that, could, that yeah. concept of that, uh, which is a very normal thing for the magical girl genre. Yeah, or for superhero in superhero genre in general of having the normal daily life you've you've got clark yeah, kent right, who has right. to be super you've got bruce wayne who's got to be batman you got peter parker yeah. who's got to be spider-man and that balancing of the two right, lives is, right. is a very common superhero kind of thing that is true so it's it's still kind of got that echo in here but it, at the same time it's like it's just an echo of it and right it feels like well it not that stuff doesn't bother me because it's not like it's not like Clark Kent goes to work as a journalist and then something always happens at lunch, <laughs> but the main shit doesn't happen until, like, he's just about, it's almost five o'clock, and he's almost about to punch out, and then this motherfucker shows up every fucking day. Like, you know, that would, it's like, come on. I know that there, I know that she is playing off of this established tradition and there's a formula and I get that but fucking you know mix it up Jesus <laughs> come on I know the last book does a little bit but fuck man yeah I mean at least pick another fucking holiday you know <laughs> Jesus Easter <laughs> fuck Christmas you know every every book has a Christmas part yeah. you know just bothers me I don't think it bothers anybody else but me but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Banging that fucking drum until I don't have a drum to bang. <laughs> I'll punch through and yeah, and then I'll I'll put a new head on that drum and bang it anew. Uh, yeah. It just seems so lazy to me. Like it's like uh, I don't know. Like, doesn't that get boring as a writer to be like, oh, well, here's another fucking Christmas dinner and Harry's, a, you know, here he is and <laughs> a fucking alone this time. You know, I don't know. It just seems so boring. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's life. Yeah. I don't know. And so, yeah, like the, the stuff with the, you know, just cut all that shit out with it when yeah. she goes to school. Because like, at one level, I like the school stuff because I was I was expecting like okay, this is gonna go somewhere, and oh, it's like right. <laughs> she's got these friends. Okay, like who's gonna be your friend? And I was kind of getting into it, like all right, cool. Like who are these girls? I don't even know what the fuck their names are. Yeah, I don't. And either. I don't even it's know. Like... Do they even say? 
I, th- I think they do at some point. But, but none of that shit yeah. matters. No, it's it's all just kind of there. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my problem. I feel you know, I it's just like even use them though because it's they're not in it much yeah because there's the one because there's the first scene of it which is just kind of like this setting up the situation she's in yeah where it's just like okay she's got a cover story and she's living with normal people and oh by the way her kind of rival from the past is there doing the same thing so in that scene at least i don't think that's any kind of problem because that is setting up the true plot of her and Lena it's setting it up but but I feel like but yeah it does feel like it's trying to go somewhere with the new friends at school thing that it's really not I don't know like I feel like this could be a solid two hour movie without any of that shit and just like have you know it could be it could contain the 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 prequel stuff as flashbacks and and it could it could work I feel yeah. like three fucking hours is just like, ah, come on. Yeah. What are you doing You, you could probably uh, do that without really losing anything. I don't know. But I don't know. I just found, I just, I, I don't know. Come on. I just have that, I have that problem with a lot of things where it's just like, ah, come on. <laughs> Especially when it's like three, three hours is a long fucking time. And like three hour movie is kind of like a big deal like oh fuck it's yeah. three hours yeah yeah and that, and i know it's segmented out as yeah half and that, hour that's things, i think but... where i'm coming at it from a bit of a different angle of uh anime series are usually like five hours or <laughs> right but i have th- i have m- my the same problem with those it's just like well you right why, why the fuck is this five hours <laughs> you know like come on this story is you know you could condenses down let's get to the fucking chase you know (laughs) i don't know yeah yes i'm just uh, too used to that longer format maybe for the yeah i mean in general yeah and i never i was never like into long form tv stuff not until like fairly recently so Right. That's, so uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what anime has generally been. And well, there's always been the uh, the movies and the TV, hasn't there been? Like, uh, I mean, there's always been like the the movies, but they're usually adaptations of the longer series. Or I mean, it's and there's there's ones that aren't, but generally speaking, it's yeah more often than not the movie is uh certainly back in the older time periods it was more and i mean i guess it started out you get things like uh the sacred sailors ones back from the 40s that we watched the oh right yeah, yeah momotaro and, yeah so i mean there's there's always stuff like that but it's there's always been these big longer series too or yeah have like astro boys freaking gargantuan and that's kind of where it all starts really in terms yeah of, well and it all kind of comes from the comic stuff where right there's a little these big comics and then and, how and, are we gonna do it make a series right right and that's kind of where astro boy was started out as this yeah. comic book and it's going on for decades and but then you get somebody like miyazaki he has the fucking Nausicaa, and then he just makes a movie, like one movie off of it. Right. And so... Yeah, Miyazaki was more dedicated to film specifically. I yeah. Think. Like, he did... Like, the weird story I'd heard on that is that he 
he pitched the idea of the movie. Yeah. And then the pro- producers were just like, nah, it's not based on anything. We like, how are we going to get, we don't have an audience already. What are we going to do with the movie that doesn't have a pre existing audience already? And he was <laughs> like, well, fine. And he wrote the manga specifically to justify the oh, movie. Okay. So that was a very weird situation. But yeah. Because um, that, I think, is the only manga he's ever done, really. I think there was some, there was like an art book of Porco Rosso that kind of predated oh, okay. the movie, but it, that he kind of, but it wasn't a story. It was more of just like right. an art book that he took concepts from. And, huh. and other than that, like, but even then, a lot of like the Ghibli movies are based on things like. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are based like on. Like Kiki's Delivery Service is based on a novel. And so is Howl's Moving Castle, of course. And yeah. So there actually have been a variety of them that are... I mean, there's a lot of them that are unique. And he was kind of uh, one of the people really kind of making that into a thing. Like, prior to that, that just wasn't really done in movies. Like, Project Aiko and... Uh, what the heck was it? Castle in the Sky? That one, I think. Yeah, that was the first proper... Ghibli movie I think and those two came out like the same year I think and were like oh my god you can make movies not based on things that actually <laughs> like sell what <laughs> like it's like there's two right there I don't get it <laughs> that's great that seems like such an obvious thing but I guess yeah yeah not not to the uh producers of media yeah well yeah I mean producers the money people for sure they still right. you know that's yeah. how all these remakes get made it's like right right they want to just make something with the built-in audience right it's just it's that whole concept has been in the especially with anime movies because they cost like if anything more than a tv series that's true yeah and it's you know more risk getting put into it and like, yeah well, we want to make sure this thing is like fucking right, right. nailed down and gonna at least make its uh costs back and that make yeah because so. they are I, they are they must be pretty pretty fucking expensive yeah and so I mean there are and have been more since the eighties of uh, yeah. just movies to be movies but it's uh, that wasn't really a tradition until then that oh, started okay. up I don't think I mean th- I think if you go like way back to like the forties and fifties but at some point once those producers and executives started putting their hands in it, it yeah. was like, no, what are you doing making something new? We don't know people are going right. to want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, kind of had to break out of that mold with a few good examples. Like, Yeah. All that Shinkai stuff is like his own thing, Yeah, right? yeah. He usually writes his own stuff. Um, I think Satoshi Kone, most of his movies were. His first one, Perfect Blue, is based on a novel. But oh, okay. I think most of his other his stuff after that was his own creation. Um, might be wrong on that somewhere, but I think it's all. I don't know. Written yeah. by, written for the movie at least. Yeah, I got to see those, those um, movies of his. Mamoru Oshii is another one who tends to do that, but a lot of his. But he has mangas though, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, like Ghost in the Shell is a manga. Um, oh well, that's uh, Masamune Shiro does the manga. Oh like, yeah, he, he didn't that's write true, those. He adapted that. Um, like a lot of his anime movies are adaptations. Not oh, all okay. of them, but like Ghost in the Shell is an adaptation. Um, the Pat Labor ones were. I don't think they were an adaptation, but they were a continuation of a TV series. Oh okay. Um, same with the Urusei Yatsura films. So built-in audience. Yeah. So it's all like a lot of that 
it really does uh, keep going. Like that hasn't gone away. Yeah. Like that that idea of making the movie version of right, something right. is okay. still a pretty big aspect there. Huh. So I mean, it, it does happen. There's always going to be that film industry. It's not like that doesn't exist. But yeah. Just. I think the majority of anime that gets made is a TV series, and and often based on a manga. Oh, there's more and more TV series that are original as well, so that's always handy. It's it's always surprising to me, though, when I see an anime movie, TV, whatever, and it's not based on a manga. Right, because it's kind of the typical... Yeah, because it, it's almost always where I feel like, yeah. okay, this is based on something. So I guess, yeah. Yeah, which which is kind of, again, feeding into my general assumption that this was right. based on the manga yeah, and yeah. around. It was just like, well, that's just how it works, usually. <laughs> right. And it's such a weirdly dense uh, story that it doesn't is. answer is, yeah. all of the questions, though it just really feels like there's more to it. So you've seen this a number of times? I've seen this a number of times. Not too recently. It's been a, a while. Like I said, this is probably one of the oldest DVDs I've bought. Right. Like, so it's it's one of the oldest in my collection, for sure. And So I've, I've had this probably since 2000, and I've okay. watched it a number of times. 2000? That's yeah. like 19 years, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've so seen it a few times. I've seen it several times I've showed it to other people over the years and so watched it then and watched right. it multiple times just because I like it. But, yeah, yeah. Well, do you, you feel like you got a new understanding of this time or are you just like refreshing? I think it's kind of more of a refreshing in this, in yeah. this one because th- there was stuff that I was like not really remembering and yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, there's this whole weird thing. Like, There was this whole because I didn't remember the whole gargoyle fight at all when the, that gargoyle comes to life and starts yeah. stomping around and on the rooftops and stuff. <laughs> like, like, oh, I didn't, didn't remember that at all. So it's been a while, but... Right, right. But no... No big surprises. No epiphanies. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I got all my epiphanies out of the way. Yeah. I mean... The throne of Yord. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've always kind of thought of that thing as God. I've always yeah. kind of oh, okay. been like, oh, I've kind of generally understood the basic plot s- setup. Um, hmm. All right. Well, yeah. Honestly, uh, more, uh, any new insight was uh, with you talking about it being reflections of the world being a reflection of the real world and so yeah. thinking like, oh yeah that's kind of a a central theme that happens a lot and I hadn't really thought about it from that angle until you mentioned it so it's just the way that they they visualize that thing where she's right, dropping right. it and then like it flips yeah and then it, you know it just seems like okay I guess it's some sort of reflection I mean even the the painting is a painting of that little area by the the water and you can see the reflection of that little yeah. land in the thing so it just seems like kind of i don't know seems kind of natural to think of that but i don't know that it actually is like is it that i don't fucking know yeah yeah because i was this time i was sitting there i'm like oh i've never really like thought about this whole like 
dropping and flipping from day to night thing. I was like, and yeah, then I, and so I was trying to think like, oh, what what is that about? Is that is that about anything? And then I never really got a oh okay. I never really uh thought like figured out some uh, theme around it or anything. But they do a lot of thing with the hand too, aren't you? Yeah, like yeah. Flipping that hand. Oh over, yeah, the, the title cards are always like the hand reaches into this yeah. like rippling thing and grabs. And, and like turns around and yeah the titles are in the hand right and it like turns around and <clears throat> and the first time you see that it's just in an episode it's not right, anything. right and it just is showing the fucking hand for a long time and i'm like okay what am i supposed yeah, to get out yeah, of like this like the first episode doesn't have the title card in there right and then like the other episodes it's got the title card in the yeah. palm of the hand and it was just like oh okay i don't know why they didn't do that for the first episode right but even just the flipping of the hand because a lot of it is like yeah. Like, this is your your inside, you know, emotions, like the, the devil girl sort of thing that she tames, right. and then the right. outside. And a, and a lot of her, know. like, just magic, like, she does the whole thing on the palm of her hand. And, right, and, like, right. opens up her hand, and it's got all this weird writing on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting got, little thing. Well, Graham himself, his own design of that mask that covers half his face. And right. He's got the one arm is it's completely different. Up, yeah. yeah. And then he's got the other arm. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So there, there is a lot of duality in this right. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, exactly what. I don't know that I, like, got. Uh, a clear sort of like message or anything like <laughs> I see that there you know that there is duality what it's saying about that I don't know and so maybe it's saying something maybe it's not I don't know but I certainly I I didn't uh, come to any sort of understanding yeah, I'd, at a deep level or anything. Right. Beyond just the idea of, hey, God's bored and he wants to have a, play a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's basically my summing oh, of okay. the... Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's something. Yeah. That's, that's the summary of the, the story. Is, yeah. Well, there's, there's, that's a, there's, there's stories that are like that. And you know, there's precedent for the... Right. God playing games story. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what they are, but... <laughs> I, I, but yeah, that's that's, that's kind of what I've always felt this one wound up being in the end, was just... Yeah. Yeah, God's fucking with you because he's bored and he just wants to see what you do. <laughs> that makes sense. But I think that was also kind of... Because Tiara kind of goes into this a bit when she gives that big speech at the end of the main arc where she's like oh it's like there's this duality to these things and so i guess it's the duality what it does is it just gives tiara that clue that yeah. she needs to solve the problem right which is that uh, the throne of the Ord is kind of lonely and just wants to it needs something to do it, yeah and it's just kind of like it's got no one to talk to and hang needs, out with needs, it yeah it's, it needs, needs some stimulation and right and so it's uh and you could say that the the um, that's interesting. It's a painting, a painting on the wall ain't shit, unless somebody is like is, is looking at it, it and yeah. like and interacting with it, it yeah. and sort of not yeah. even understanding, but just like 
taking it in and processing it and however the fuck way they're going to process it. So it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, if, uh, if it's a painting on a wall with nobody to, you know, interact and yeah. What, is, what? is it really on the wall? <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole, does uh, it exist? Tree you know? falling in the woods and no one's right. around. Does, does it make a sound? And <laughs> right. If, if I'm not at home, my cat meows, does it meow? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's just so, fucking the duality of, of right, things. Right, right. That it needs a counterpart to it. It needs yeah. the, that other side to be complete. And yeah. So so it uh, we've got the the throne of Yord. We need the uh, the dungeon of Yord. We need some kind of a uh, you know <laughs> the bad the bad god, <laughs> the devil character. <laughs> to be uh the, you know the other side of the circle right so the antagonist <laughs> yeah, so without that the throne of yord itself kind of has to be the the antagonist yeah it's kind of it's both in that in that yeah. sense yeah, and that's kind of i think where she's getting is that it has no duality it simply is it encompasses yeah. everything and and because it is simply one it can't really it feels incomplete in that even though it is this encompassing it needs to have that separation and a division right so. even god yeah even god even even the throne of yord and all <laughs> of its infinite power and wisdom <laughs> still crying inside <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor little Throne of Yord. Yeah. <laughs> Pat him on the head. <laughs> It'll Probably be okay, Throne of Yord. Tentacle eye blob, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, that fucking thing. Um, pretty good animation on this yeah. show. Yeah, it's 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 pretty well done. I mean, there's, it's got its ups and downs, but for the most part, it's really... Well, like, when it's, uh, when it's trying to do, like, a lot of animated things, like the fucking when the flute is doing its thing and like right. monsters are coming out and like all that shit is like yeah yeah pretty the, fucking the magic good. stuff is really yeah. nicely done they really put a lot of attention to that like all the uh like there's that when she's summoning that thing she's she like grabs the ball and squeezes it and the liquid yeah, pours out and yeah. just turns into symbols on the ground like all oh, that's really yeah nicely all that done. stuff is cool when they're talking, you you can tell it's just yeah, a fucking. They're, they're just like, well, <laughs> just throw the lip flap. We don't right. care. Right, like... lip flap and a fucking blink. <laughs> right. Everything else is just, <laughs> yeah. So like, there are moments like that. Right. But uh... for the, for the most part, when it's really trying to be visually interesting, it makes that animation. Yeah, really good. And, and I I mean that's a fair part of the right. right. The it, it does a lot of that. Too. Yeah. Like if I were to say anything truly like wrong with it on that end would be um the Gaius thing that she's the weird magic staff she summons from time to time. She uses it in a number of the episodes. Okay. She's just no, got this black know. staff that she gets oh, in the face yeah, with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's one of the few things that actually has a name or at least something oh, man. like that. Yeah, okay. She just shouts out Gaius and then just oh, starts wow. flinging it around and yeah, that does have a weird look to it. Yeah, and it's cool. It's awesome, but 
it's this black blurry thing. It is. And it's almost always she's using it like at night in a dark court. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yes, like you just yes. like it needs more contrast with the background in order to really like For sure. Like that I would say it was just kind of like okay, you you need to <laughs> make this visually yeah, visible. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I mean, right. It's like you can't even cuz when she's first using it you're kind of like like what the hell is she doing? Is she just punching things? What what's going on? And then I like, didn't think it was a thing like a, a staff. I I missed that. I thought it was just some fucking shadow that she grabbed <laughs> and just started like <laughs> fucking fighting with. I was like what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of weird. It just it it does just kind of appear and and like looking at it in the more clearer moments, you can tell it's like a stick kind of a thing. Okay. Or, I mean, I could see that it was had yeah, that that shape and it, right, but it was all blurry and like, right. It's just this big blur. Right. And so you don't really know what it is. I kind of I kind of think of it as like a spear. Okay. Like she's kind of like doing some spear fighting kind of thing. Yeah, she does do that. Around. Yeah, and it does have kind of points to it. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool thing. I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but it's always up against this, like, right. night sky background. Yeah, where it's you can't just see like, shit. You, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, can you, like, do something with the lighting on yeah, this? Yeah, put some fucking neon green on it or <laughs> something. <laughs> you know, something to, make it, something to yeah, just yeah. break it up visually. But. Right. Yeah, that is a, a hard, like, an odd choice to... Right, because... Make it up so obscure. Because I like it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I want to see it, damn it. You know, this thing felt like it could be a game. Like, mm, yeah. you could, uh, you know, summon your old dudes and... Right? I don't know. It just seemed yeah. like it seemed game, game-ish to me. And I don't know if that's because there's a part in Dark Souls where you find this painting and then you go into the painting and so and that was like one of my favorite parts of that first dark souls game so i don't know if that was making me think of it but she was summoning things and and it was yeah and you know i don't know specific dates on but that is i think around the time pokemon was first coming out yeah it's somewhere in that mid 90s range kind of area so it may have uh, had a little bit of a thought inspiration from that. Perhaps, perhaps there is Pokemon ish vibe, but it's very. It's a yeah, subtle, it's a very minor, you know, minor it's not aspect like, of it. Yeah, it's not like something that you would watch and be like, "Oh, this is just like Pokemon." What the <laughs> right, fuck? Right. What are they doing? <laughs> it's like this one tiny, tiny aspect of it is kind of like a Pokemon right. type situation, and they don't even explain it. So right, it's, kinda it's vague, just kind of so. it just kind of happens, and you're just like, "Oh, all right, they've right. they've got a monster on strings. All right, sure, <laughs> why not?" <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. You, yeah, anything else about this? Uh, not really. I mean, it's just. Uh, you like it? You've seen I, it a yeah. bunch of times. I've, yeah, I've, it's one of uh, ones I've got a lot of fondness for, and, and maybe a lot of that is just kind of nostalgia at this point of uh, nostalgia for the early days yeah. of DVD. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the mid '90s era of uh, animation where it was. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, because this is mid '90s. That's that's kind of that that sweet spot for anime to me is when it's, right. we've got 
pretty solid animation generally, but it's not like so CG that you're just like, oh, what are you doing? Right. There's a few CG things in here. Yeah, just. But it's very minor. Yeah, it's very minor. Most of it, I think, is in the opening credits. Yeah, that tree. Yeah. It's definitely and, CG. And yeah, there's not a lot in the actual show. Right. And, it's very, very minor, if anything. There was a couple times where I thought there was like all these rose petals or something petals something was fucking all over the screen and i thought oh shit that's cg and then as it kept going i was just like i don't think it is <laughs> and i was like freeze framing it and i was like no nah, that looks like a drawing yeah but there's, it, i don't know because it <clears throat> I'm, i think that would have been the scene where they were like picking flowers as kids and there was a bunch of like petals flying across the screen and yeah. that i don't think was cg at all there is a scene in the opening credits where there's a bunch of flower petals covering the whole screen and flopping around. That's CG, but... Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. I don't know. There was something where it, they were, like, f there were a bunch of them, and they were, like, flying past the screen. and Yeah. And at the beginning, it, it looks like CG, but then it wasn't, so I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, I'd rather have that question than be like, oh. That's CG. <laughs> right. Well. Well, <laughs> But, yeah, it's uh, it's all nicely put together. Yeah. It's a fairly high-end OVA. Yeah, I would say it, it, it's towards that higher end. I've not seen too yeah. many that match it animation-wise. or ex It's pretty solid. I yeah. mean, when it's, when it's, you know, on the really trying to go for the all the monster shit i mean it really is uh, it looked fucking good yeah yeah like all of the magic stuff is really yeah. nicely done the crazy uh transformations and yeah all that stuff yeah, yeah like uh again when she uh summoning graham and the crazy demon girl thing she just grabs it by the throat and it's all thrashing around and right. turning into this weird like shapeless <laughs> thing yeah and like hairs like a lot yeah. of a lot of flowing hairs yeah, there's and a lot of good hair in the wind yeah a lot of a lot of good stuff there stuff like that yeah it's cool it's, uh, it's, it's a very nice series kind of it seems to just be forgotten i don't really hear anything about it anymore it's yeah. just kind of like it well maybe maybe, uh, maybe this podcast will be the yeah step one to its uh reevaluation globally yeah, it's just kind of uh <laughs> it's just kind of fallen into uh <laughs> the history of anime and what well, things to do when they're old like this yeah yep just uh not that I like go searching around for like all kinds of uh, things on it, but yeah. yeah. Well, like you might, maybe there's top top ten fucking magical girl from the <laughs> late nineties list, and you look at the list and you're like, where the fuck is Shamanic Princess? <laughs> it's not on here. And like, what the fuck? That would be kind of weird if it weren't on there. Yeah. So like, I feel like uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, you had some experiences like that, no? Yeah. That made you think that it was uh, know, forgotten? Just that, uh, I just haven't heard anything about it okay. in forever, so I haven't gone looking for information uh, or other than just, you know, looking it up. Uh, it just hasn't come up. Yeah, it's it hasn't just popped up as, as just, like, weird 
conversation or anything. Just like, oh, hey, remember that thing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Has it uh, been re-released at uh, all? Just the same release? When I looked it up and found out the manga came later, I, I was looking at the DVD releases, and there's the one that I have, which was 2000, and then there was a later one in 2003, and that's it. Oh, weird. At least uh, in English releases. Okay. So I'm, maybe Japan has yeah, kept well, it alive or something, but that doesn't We don't know about really, Japan. Right. <laughs> but those are the only two uh, releases oh, okay. it's had, so... Well, maybe it'll come back around. and Yeah, uh, maybe someday. Maybe uh, the, the people at... Uh, one of these studios was listening to this, and they'd be like, "Wow, fuck it, yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I gotta release that." Yeah, so who knows? Maybe uh, it'll crop up, and, and then maybe we'll, we'll get a, a blurb on the the DVD box where it just says, "Yeah, <laughs> Silver Emotion <laughs> Podcast." Yeah, in all caps. Yeah, just like with dot 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 after it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, best blurb you can get. Right, right. Well, yeah, I would say if you like anime and in this era of anime, that it, uh, you could definitely do worse than this. Oh, yeah. You could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse. Steven is thinking of those who hunt elves <laughs> as being a lot worse. This is that same era as that. Yeah, kind of, yeah. That was yeah, like 97. Was about, yeah, yeah. I guess they were about the same. Yeah, I I I would prefer this one over uh, those right. who hunt elves. So. Right, right. I don't know if you would, but I don't know. They're they're so different. The, yeah, they're they're despite being fantasy adventure kind of things, they're yeah. so differently styled and yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know. I would have to. It's I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, it, it just depends. Like uh, uh, I have to think about um, what I'm watching when I'm watching Shamanic Princess. Right. And uh, I like to not think. <laughs> <laughs> Those who hunt elves is definitely not a thoughtful series at all. <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah, and I enjoyed that about it. So, yeah. I know. I was... We watched it, and then I thought, like, okay... Now comes the question: Like, do I do I keep it or sell it? <laughs> and I couldn't bring myself to sell it. I was just oh. like, I don't know. I, I uh, keep it around. Not Junpei. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I get kind of uh, n instantly nostalgic about it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, what? Like, and I have no interest to like just go in and watch it again. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I just hold on to it for a little while and then sell it. Yeah. I don't know. I do that sometimes. Anyway, so yeah, if if you if you if this has been uh, under the radar for you and you like anime, uh, seems like a good one to dredge up if you can find yeah. the the fucking DVD. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea how easy it would be to find anymore. I, I certainly haven't tried to buy it in twenty years. So um, <laughs> you're not trying to. Uh, Horde copies. <laughs> it's like, like I need them all. Yeah. There's a guy that was doing that with like fucking Jerry Maguire VHSs for whatever the fuck reason. I remember there was a thing where the guy had like thousands of Jerry Maguire VHSs, and it was just like, 
Okay. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't know what that's about, but... Like, you clearly have too much fucking time on your hands <laughs> and money because you're and just... storage space. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> and why that fucking movie? You know, like... Oh. Like, oh, it's, got me. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I guess they must be cheap, but... Yeah, th- I mean, that's definitely, you know, like if you go to the thrift stores and you uh, are looking at VHSs, it's almost always like the real mainstream kind of yeah. uh, very obvious stuff that everybody had. And uh, that would that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Right. M- maybe he is trying to... Uh, get them all and then it will be rare and then he can sell them for like hundreds of dollars i don't know maybe well good luck because that's not <laughs> not gonna I happen mean, anytime yeah. soon they probably put out quite a few of those <laughs> yeah. and who the fuck is buying vhs's yeah. of jerry Maguire? like <laughs> that's never i don't know it's just like it boggles the fucking mind right i mean i don't know he's got to be a lunatic that's my only that's the only logical conclusion that I can come to. Yeah, it, maybe he's trying to create the best possible quality print and getting samples from as many uh, sources as he can. But there's fucking Blu-rays and shit. I mean, it's not. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> All right, so got anything else? Or uh, right, about done. Yeah, I think we're about done with that. <clears throat> All right, so. Until next time, adios. See ya.